Hi, I'm Maggie. Hi, I'm Grace, and this is a Very Bookish Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to a Very Bookish Podcast. This is episode 41. We do have a special guest with us. We have Jenna here. Say hi, Jenna. Hello. (laughs) So right before we get into everything, I do want to do some announcements. I am trying to be better at doing announcements before we get into it. So here we go. Um, So a couple updates for our shop, um, a very bookish shop on Etsy. Two of our stickers have come in for our mid-September launch. They are based on um, the Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang, which we did uh, a little bit earlier in August. So we wanted to show them to our YouTube viewers. If you're a Spotify listener or an Apple podcast listener, um, just make your way over to YouTube so you can see. Or you can Um, check our shop instagram we'll post a picture on our shop instagram most most likely we will have it on our shop instagram stories as well so the first one is um we have this uh you're my mint chocolate chip circle um ice cream sticker which is in reference to um their first date in the kiss quotient which is a very adorable little moment And then we have this one, which is Maggie's favorite. Yes. It is, um, I'd buy you underwear, red underwear sticker, (laughs) which if you read the book, you, you should know what this means. Unless Um, you read it in a day and don't remember anything. Um, you should know what this is. (laughs) That's a direct call to Jenna. Listen, I remember now, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so those are two of our stickers that we will have in our shop. We also have a People We Meet on Vacation sticker, which is currently being delivered to my mailbox, but obviously this recording is much more important, so it'll have to wait. You'll have to wait to see it on Instagram stories. We also have our enamel pins have just came in from our manufacturer. Um, Our Cassian pen didn't come out the way that we expected it to. So we had to rerun it and and do some different colorings, but we will show it to you guys. This is our Cassian and Castile pens. They do kind of connect together. You can see them, they are glittery. Yes, and so they, they do have go back to back. glitter backgrounds. Um, and then, so for our Cassie and for our YouTube listeners, we're actually um, fixing his hair and his wings. So um, right now they're they're like a black. And when we made our designs, it was more of like a brownie black. And we thought there would be a difference between, but obviously there isn't. So um, we are working with our pin distributor to um, edit those colors and to get it better so it will be different colors for his hair and his wings so you can see the definition and the details that he's put into those because there's a lot of details in the hair there's a lot of details in the hair um so if you ordered a castile pen from our shop uh, i will be able to send those out to you within this week and if you ordered a castian pen i'm sorry but it's going to be a little while before it comes in um we will be putting these pins up again in our shop. So if you didn't get to order them, you will be able to order them now. Just you won't get the extra little bunny stickers that the pre-order did. 
and other than that i think that's it so yeah so it is time to introduce you to the queen of wattpad herself the queen of watt talk which i'm making up is wattpad talk it is wattpad jenna is what we call her but welcome jenna how are you today jenna thank you i'm good i'm doing good um i want to say thank you guys for inviting me i'm actually really excited um but i'm doing good i hope everyone else is doing good i'm struggling i'm struggling with school it's it's going but uh jenna do you kind of want to like give who you are for maybe listeners who haven't heard of you before um your platform your social medias and kind of who you are sure so my name is jenna i'm 20 years old i'm a junior in college and i post tiktoks i started my tiktok platform back in last September, um, I started posting Wattpad rec- like recommendations, which got me my Wattpad name. Um, and from there, I kind of just kept going with Wattpad. And um, during that time, I felt really inspired. So I, I actually ended up writing a book on Wattpad as well in those few months, um, being ba- like being back at school. But so ever since then, I've kind of just dived into the world of book talk and a little bit of Wattpad, a little bit of regular book talk as well. Um, and now I focus on TikTok. I have a book Instagram as well, which is Jenna Nids Reads. My TikTok is just Jenna Nids for those wondering. Um, and I'm trying YouTube. I don't know how well it's going to go. It's a lot different than TikTok, a lot longer. But yeah, that's pretty much who I am. I, I just post a bunch of relatable, hopefully relatable Wattpad book talk content and just Wattpad wrecks and all sorts of wrecks. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny because like I was I was on Wattpad like talk before I was on like Smut Talk. And that's where I first saw your videos, maybe in like January, February, like right when I was like, it's that transition into like Smut Talk, I feel like Wattpad is because Wattpad is such like a broad like like genre on tiktok i would say and i would watch these like wattpad like smutty well okay confession i confess this to grace i used to read kylo ren fan fiction like a year ago when i was on star but wars you, listen you cannot i have like five of them in my library right now so like i'm not judging you because they were so good like i still have go you, back and read them to this have day. you read the one from casanova Oh yes, Fix that's your attitude. Yes, that's the one that I Having read. <laughs> that's the one that I read, and I was on Wattpad for a while. But then that's when I got on Book Talk through like Star Wars talk. I was like on that like Casanova talk of like, yeah. oh, the Kylo Ren fan fiction Chapter and stuff. Eleven. Yeah, and like <laughs> the lightsaber, like the infamous lightsaber book. That's all you need to know stop i literally tell my friends about that one ch- like scene and chapter and they're all they all worry for me and i'm like y'all you don't get it you don't get it so the that fact. scene was <laughs> like i i read dead of i read that scene and then like a couple months later i read dead of vipers and i was like really i really was reading that book and then i got scared of dead of vipers and i'm like that was a fucking lightsaber. That was a lightsaber. And I was just like, I'm thinking about that now. Listen. How I was like, oh, I was reading a lot of YA. 
but I read like Casanova that I read that and then I read YA and then I read Den of Vipers and I was like if I had read Den of Vipers right after that book I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more um yes I don't think I confession I've never read Den of Vipers I don't really know if I will um just not my vibe right now I guess but literally the amount of Kylo Ren fan fiction and like fan fiction I've read on Wattpad yeah, I'm no judge to you I promise yeah. and Star Wars TikTok made me read those fan fictions as well like he was Kylo was all over my for you page sir what were you doing there I, like literally so many videos like literally it was just like that time was just like we just saw so much Adam Driver all over our for you pages literally I cannot listen to the like I need a hero without seeing that video of him like running and like blasting behind his back it's it's a thing okay okay but the good soup sound that's like trending right now oh my god I freaking love that sound dude I can't like the whole like Star Wars TikTok made me have an obsession with Adam Driver like he's just so beautiful like I don't know and like I respect him and I, I separate him from Kylo Ren but like he's beautiful and I'm just like you're on my for you page like please he, okay because because we just have an appreciation for Adam Driver because like not only you know like you know he looks the way he does but it's also like his whole like persona he's so sweet and so nice and yet it's just like also like, don't like his photo shoot and his like, most recent photo shoot that he put and it was all over tiktok like i like you know how like ryan reynolds like every straight man will simp for ryan reynolds? oh yeah it's like every star wars fan will simp for adam driver and it's like i watched the hbo show good girls uh or i forgot what it's called but it's where she's it's in called it. it's co- i think it's called girls or something girls. It's like called that girls. or just like yeah Bro, I've watched so many YouTube clips from of him in there. It's where okay. like y'all are sleeping on him. You are all sleeping on him. I do not care. I will not take any slander on his looks just because he doesn't look like a normal how you would no, 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 no. no. He, get out. He's definitely he's definitely that type of like attractive that is just like not conventionally attractive, but he is attractive in like his his essence. Yeah. Is what makes yes. him like, more he just, attractive he like it's, oozes it's just, like, he ages like fine yes. wine is what he like he looks like, every single year he looks better and it's like oh daddy it's that sound you know that like daddy oh my, daddy it's <laughs> because, the, like he has like sorry what it's like any guy that we like see on like you know on our for you page or whatever trying to do these thirst shops or whatever and you're just like, buddy, you don't have the same energy. It's not there. It's you're missing. Je ne sais quoi. I, I, like <laughs> maturity. You you you're missing. You're missing the vibes that will allow you to tell me what to do. And you just don't have it. And so move aside. And here's I feel like literally, like he doesn't even have to try. Well, he doesn't try. His fans like he's literally a normal human being and they just like cry like and I get it and I get it because he it just exists and we just simply have to just observe like sir go right ahead and like oh my gosh 
I'm so glad you said that because I put like I remember when I started TikTok last September that was when like Harry Potter talk like Star Wars that was all going on at the same time oh. and my whole Wattpad fan fiction was like Draco Malfoy and Kylo Ren and I'm like guys I cannot handle this right now <laughs> too much I'm trying to do schoolwork <laughs> oh my gosh it's it's like always like that thing of like we read these books right and we or we see these movies of like these guys who are not love interests at all but we are fixated on them we're just like we see that and we're running with it we we see that one look that they gave and we're just like oh wait it's the the clenched hand vibe the like oh the darcy's hand right yeah oh it's it's just that's like, literally it's, that's literally Kylo Ren. That's literally his whole thing. Like, is the whole like holding hand. Like, why is that the most intimate thing of the whole three trilogy? Like, sir, please, please. It's I, it's, it's like that scene. Put oh, what, what movie is it? <laughs> all three of them. All three of the Star Wars movies like blend together in my mind. But him and Ray are like, they're, you know, they're doing that thing with like, they're talking to each other, right? And they're just- This is Rise of Skywalker. I feel like I know <laughs> it's in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. No, no, that's the last, it's the last no, Jedi. No, 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 The last Jedi. Yeah. No, 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 Because no, no. that's not, when she's with Skywalker. It's not the first time. It's with- Well, yeah, 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 yeah it's when it she's is, with it is. Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, she's with Luke and he, and she's in the tent or she sees him shirtless, right? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 not that one. The one where oh. he is there with his helmet and like she's in his space. And there he's just like, just give it to me. And he's just like looking at her and they're breathing hard. And she's just like, no. And he's like, give it to me. And I was just like, <laughs> guys, I can't right now. Y'all are gonna make me go watch this movie right now. Like, guys, the tension. The tension created by two characters that baby had on screen time together a total of 20 minutes out of three movies. But the amount of like tension, I, okay, spoiler alert for uh, the last (laughs) movie. I don't care. It's been like three years now. Yeah. When she says like Skywalker is her last name, I just, I wish Ben was right there walking to her. Dude, that would have been the perfect ending. They did they him did. so dirty. I will never forgive. I'm I, I'm not a sequel hater. I think people who hate on those movies are just pressed because they're led by a girl, and I will stand by it. Um, but anyways, um, they did. I feel like they did him dirty. I like why he didn't have he didn't have to have that ending. Like he didn't. He didn't. Th- that was not the ending. They had like literally when he comes back when she comes back to life, he gives her his life force right comes back to life she sits up you see them talking to each other they have a whole scene a whole conversation right there right before he collapses he was not supposed to die but they made him die he was not supposed to die okay he was supposed to be there with her in the end and and they were just like no and i'm like also they were supposed to develop they were supposed to develop their relationship earlier like in the last Jedi, when they're in the throne room on and but like before that in the elevator on the way to the throne room, 
they were supposed to have a kiss scene there or it was like rumored that there is a deleted scene and they took it out and I'm like that would have like built up the the end like you know what I mean instead of just like randomly like at the end like oh and that but like they're like I mean like and people are like oh I don't get their romance and I'm like how do you not see the tension from literally movie one like they literally are on the same wavelength and like have that connection from the second they meet like I don't care I don't yeah. care I I and it was like that ending I think it's Skywalker the last one this it it was like I when like when she came back to life it would have been so beautiful if they did have that conversation and then at the end when she when he did see when like she's like walking off and stuff if he was there if she walked towards him like that would have been or like if we I think I saw like an edited clip of like somebody editing together when he was walking on the sand I don't remember which one I think it was from the I don't remember it was some of the scenes from Skywalker and then Jedi but it was like of him walking to her as the ending of the movie and I was like this would have been iconic this would have been what we deserved and I was just it's it's yeah it, there's so much with like the star wars fandom that so many people like don't understand like even like about the force and it's just it's so much like back and forth between it like people don't understand what the force actually is it's not always for good to prevail it's not always for bad to prevail it's like there has to be balance there is always balance there's something really bad happens there's always something equally good that will bring it back to center and people don't really understand that about the force and then they don't because they don't understand the force they don't understand the path that the movies take and then you could go into the shows you can go into like clone wars you can go into everything else and you will always get these haters that are just like no that's not supposed to happen like bro i literally I've never seen a more toxic, like, I've been strictly in book talk, but when I was seeing, I made, like, some Star Wars friend when I was on Star Wars, the amount of toxicity in that fandom for movies that are, like, incredibly famous, like, for a franchise that is millions and billions of dollars that are upset over and, like, take it out on people who just want to enjoy care, the amount of hate there are, there is, for Ray's character out there on TikTok is insane. Like it's what like like you can there can like people will post edits of Ray or just like post edits of like the women in Star Wars and then put Ray in it and people will like destroy her in the comments. Like they Ray um Daisy Ridley had to delete her social media like when she started this franchise because people are so ruthless. I'm like it's a movie one please grow up and get over it. Like it's like not going to be exactly how you wanted and it's literally fine like I can't I can't but it's it's so misogynistic the community is so misogynistic yes yes because like even with like Star Wars like Star Wars talk like creators who are women in that community that's why like I had to like that's why I didn't really get into the community much but like it's so toxic and it's like and it's like you see female creators when they talk about it and stuff, they get dragged through the mud by men on this app who think who are like sitting in their grandma's basement, like literally through TikTok. 
they're so belittled like and they are instantly treated as like their opinion or their content doesn't matter because they're a woman who likes star wars or and like um i remember when i was also in that and i was seeing these creators and like they there would always be every like every single one of their video there were always men in the comments being like oh you only watch it for like the shirtless men or oh you have no idea what you're talking about oh or it'd be like no. lol like a joke or something and I'm like babe even if I do watch it for the shirtless men I don't want to hear it from you please go take a shower like I know you're rusty like mm -mm. and it's so rude because these there people who have these Star Wars accounts clearly like Star Wars more than just the superficial whatever you're saying you're gonna sit here and tell me you didn't look at Princess Leia no exactly. you're not because you did so I don't want to hear it just because they find someone attractive does not make that they like like Star Wars any less than you or are not a real fan like the whole like real fan thing I'm like please find something it's better always... with your time like and like it doesn't make sense to me at the end of the day but then it it's always those extremists that just like take something and run away with it so so far that it's just like bro the the I don't know where you're coming with that like the runway is not that long I don't know where you pulled that from this you do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars this is not this is not for you you've gone to the extreme sit down that that we're not here for that you know, like, let us just enjoy it. Let us just be, you know, part of it. And it's so hard for, like, certain people to, like, understand this. And then, like, they'll be like, oh, but we're purists. We we enjoy it because of the... And I'm just like, okay, okay. I just know that I will not be able to have a conversation with you with any possible theory about anything else because it doesn't line up with your exact... Exactly. So like, no. Exactly. That's the biggest thing with I think the Star Wars fandom and a lot of fandoms is that you will never win an argument or ever get them to just see the other side because they are so right automatically from the start. And their opinion is not an opinion, it's fact. And like they will always stand by that. And it's like they don't they can't accept the fact that others do not agree with them or that they may be wrong like it's just like straight like right or wrong and I'm just like no that's not how it is like people can have their own opinions and like you can have your opinion on the movies and the characters fine but why do you seek out these videos of women cosplaying Ray or posting videos of Ray and going in the comments and saying how she's not a real Skywalker or she was an awful character she was a Mary Sue like saying all this stuff why do you seek that out just to say that? Like, that just tells me you're bored because you can go hate on them or hate on Ray in a whole other video hating on Ray, but you choose to seek out people who like her. Like, please, you just want to fight. Like, they just want to argue. Exactly. That's literally what it comes down to. And people are having too much time on their hands. And I will... they have trigger fingers. That's what yeah. it is. I will say that one of the good things that comes out of the Star Wars, Star Ta Star Wars talk is like, the thirst traps the edits are the, absolutely but like amazing. the cosplayers as well the thirst traps that they post in like the kylo ren outfits 
Dude, I followed, I definitely have followed several people cosplaying Kylo Ren, like, but I've unfollowed them now because I'm embarrassed, but. <laughs> yeah. There no. was always that one, that one guy that looks like, like, Are you so talking much about like Adam. This guy, like, is it Tristan or something on TikTok? I'm Bro, I think yet. I still follow him. Wait, <laughs> let me just, let me look for really I like how we're all pulling up our phones to see if we follow because I follow him still, I think. Oh no, I think I unfollowed. I think, I think, I think I. So I definitely like will per- post like thirst comments sometimes. In one of his, I think I posted like "I'll kneel for you." <laughs> it was like the top comment for us. So Dude, long. I definitely have said some things in this man's comments that people have found me, like people who follow me, and I'm like, "You guys need to leave me alone. I cannot breathe." Yeah. No, um, I... what's his username? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying, trying to think. It. Um, I thought it was Tristan. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just gonna look up Star um, Wars right now. He does like other cosplays. <gasps> Is it this guy? Is it oh. young? No, it's not that one. Oh, that no. one that he looks exactly like. This guy looks like. He looks the one like that I, the one that I'm talking about is Young Soul, like Soul, but it's S E O U L. Does he have the like Jar Jar? Young, a head. Is that the one that you're talking about? Have you uh, seen that guy? I don't know. I haven't seen him on. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um. Oh no. That. Uh, like you know what? Wait, so what? Send- I'm gonna just send young, it to you. you said you said young young soul but it as it's young as in y-u-n him. Him. yes him oh yes yes he he talks about going him. to the bathroom that's the bathroom star wars guy <laughs> yes like he looks like him a lot too he looks like yeah, he has the long hair he has the long he hair. has the long hair if if and he does bucky a... cosplay yeah. yeah if he had um if kylo if kylo had like a little uh little scruff on his face this would be him <laughs> yeah no i i definitely kylo's got cake that's his user like that's his like name is kylo kylo's got cake that's so but, funny uh i know there's like one guy who has like he always he has like the jar jar helmet like guy and he posts so many thirst traps with the jar jar head not that but like he also does like kylo ren cosplay but the first guy that you showed i followed him for so long because like there's something just about guys wearing kylo ren he had he i remember he had like long hair back when like star wars tiktok was and that's when he started doing kylo ren cosplay and then he like cut it in like recently so he hasn't been like really posting but he he still does post but yeah he's the only person I think I still follow that like does that cosplay yeah no I definitely bought a lightsaber because of Star Wars talk I bought a lightsaber and I have it it's great as you should as you should mine so like I, I go to Disneyland often um you know I'm so living. jealous <laughs> It's it's amazing. I love it. She's I'm just trying I'm, to show that's off. That's my flex. 
that's my flex, you know. Um, but we do we do go to Disneyland a lot. My brother and I like Star Wars. Not we're, no, we're not obsessed, but we do enjoy it, you know. And uh, my dad was an original Star Wars fan, so he had a whole thing about like Disney taking mm-hmm. it over and making it. Oh, you know? yeah. he was one of those. Yeah. And but then he would still go watch the movie, of course. And I'm like, okay, okay, dad, all right. So then we. Of course, when we went to um, Galaxy's Edge for the first time, it was like totally insane. And like my thing about Disneyland is just like the way their like immersion into any space that they go into is very, I think a lot like them in the sense that I want the space to make you feel like you're there. And I wanted to like, it's about like the atmosphere, right? And so Galaxy's Edge has that. And if you ever go, or if you ever have been to any listeners, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So walking on, it was a very different experience from going on to Smuggler's Run and going on the Millennium Falcon, being able to, to like drive it and everything. It's like absolutely insane. One of the best experiences ever. And then I got to, I was lucky enough to get on Rise of the Resistance recently. And I want to do that so bad. My dad, who doesn't like Disney taking over Star Wars or whatever, right? On that ride, he was like in awe. And he, like at one point, I feel like I looked over at him and I feel like he was like about to like... (laughs) Cry me. (laughs) But it was like, you know? because it's like you're in it you know like if you've heard about like that right you know like you're right in it and everything then as soon as we got off the ride he found out that my brother wanted to make his own lightsaber and do like the whole thing at disney i want to do that i was like dude i'll do it with you i don't care how much it is like i'll i'll do the whole experience with you because i've seen like a couple of snippets of videos on tiktok and stuff of people going to go do them and i'm like dude that looks so dope to do it you know but you have to do it with the right people who also like make it like you know it's fake you know it's money right but you want to do it with the people who will like this is an experience we're doing this we're making lightsabers you know and um pretty soon hopefully i'm gonna try to get do that to get my own lightsaber i would want one but we'll see i have also seen those videos and that is one of my dreams to do that too just go to um any disney park because I mean, I've been to Disney World when I was younger, but not since I've been older, like, and have obviously seen more, done more, um, appreciated more. Like, when you're younger, you don't really get to appreciate, like, how amazing of an experience Disney World could be or Disneyland. And it's, like, I feel like as much as it is in an amusement or a park for kids, it's also, like, in a park for, like... (laughs) adults like because you don't get to appreciate it like that when you're younger (laughs) like I really want to go to Harry Potter world like I haven't been I didn't go to Harry Potter like Universal when I was when I went to Disney World I didn't go to Universal so I never got to see that really want to do that and obviously like Galaxy's Edge but one day it's an an experience and I highly suggest you do it both like Harry Potter's Wizarding World too they're 
it's something about like bringing these things that we love to like life where you actually get to step into it that just makes you feel like I'm home this is this is yeah, me you literally, know it's the closest you'll be and now they opened like Marvel's um campus like that like so it's like they're bringing these like franchises you know and these it's our child these movies our exactly like you grew up watching this hearing about it and like wanting to be them or be that cool and then here you go you can go to these places and like pretend for the day like I don't care I'll do that it's like it's so it's something that's like so like special because like this will always be my story with uh with Marvel but like I grew up watching these movies right I mean I these movies 10 years running I remember going to go see Iron Man for the first time with my brother, Incredible Hulk, all of these movies, like we were so excited. We were piecing it together, him and I, and we watched every one of these movies together as they came out in theater multiple times, right? And then when Endgame came out, came out my the weekend of my birthday, I think it was like my 23rd birthday. I don't know, I lost count. And I was just like, dude, I really wanna go watch it. And then he's just like, okay. But then I was going away for the weekend to Santa Barbara. And I was mm-hmm. going with my then boyfriend. And my then boyfriend would always be touchy because I used to go to the movies with my family. Like that was our thing. We would go to the movies. And he was just like, how can we never go to the movies with me? And I'm like, well, because you don't want you don't care about the movies that I'm watching. Yeah. Like if we're gonna go watch a movie, I want you to care to know, you know? It's not like we, we're going to go watch, you know, like Fast and Furious. Like, I, like if we're going to go watch that, I know you're going to be serious about it because you like all the other Fast and Furious movies, which I do too. And I'm going to do that for you. But this is Marvel. This is serious. He's like, I know. I watch Marvel. It's going to be fine. Okay. We go to watch the movie. I'm sobbing in this movie. Sobbing throughout it. And he's like, mad at first of all falls asleep and I'm like red flag red flag (laughs) get out and I'm tapping him to wake up because he told me make sure you keep me up because he's the type that gets comfortable anywhere falls asleep anywhere so I'm tapping him to wake up and then we're watching the movie and I'm like getting emotional I'm into it and then he's just like are you serious right now you're crying over and I'm just like you don't understand. Leave me alone. I'm sobbing, sobbing, sobbing. Like yeah. I'm literally stopping myself from crying. We get out of the theater. He's like kind of upset because I kept waking him up or whatever, which you would be anywhere else. But this is important. This is a movie theater. You don't get a pass. We're sitting outside. This is end game. Just, this is end game. And he's like, I can't believe that you're crying over this. Oh, we talk about your ex. Serious. Yeah. And he's like, he's just like, it's not that serious. And I'm like, yes, it is. And this is why I never want to go to the movies with you because you don't understand. You don't understand that this is not just a movie. It's more than that. And so like, I hate that my like culmination of like 13 years was to watch this movie that meant everything, that everything was leading up to, to watch it with this dude who did not even care. 
So then I watched it with my brother the second time through and we did the whole reactions and everything. But it's just, it was just a bad feeling, a bad vibe. I also went, Disneyland has these nights of like themed nights for special events and things like that. And they had um, Marvel's Heroes Assembles Night at Disneyland California Adventures, which they had all the characters like coming out. Like you had Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel there. You had um, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Black Panther. You had Iron Man for the first time ever at Disneyland. California Adventure. He's usually in Japan, but he, it was the first time in California Adventures. You had everybody, right? And you don't really get to do that. And it's these nights where the park closes early, except for these special tickets. You get like badges, they have like special events, they have dance floors, they have um, Animation Academy, which is this place where you can draw characters and they teach you step-by-step step how to draw characters. We drew Spider-Man for the first time. Um, it was so dope. And I went with my ex. And then we, we went to go see Endgame after. And I was just like, you went with me that night and you still didn't understand. So it was like, yeah, that's, I, that's why flag. he's my ex. That's yeah, why he's my that ex. Explains he's it. That explains <laughs> the consequences of his actions. Oh, not appreciating art. Go. Literally, when you when you care about something, do not take people who don't understand the hype. You go with people who understand it, who care about the experience. But you're not gonna go like even if you're having a conversation with somebody, like yeah, you say like oh yeah, it's my favorite book, and then you don't catch the energy. You're just like yeah, but I don't want to talk about it. But then when you are like you're just like oh yeah my favorite book is this book and then somebody's just like oh, I read that book and you immediately change like you're just like oh my gosh we start talking about it you start catching the vibe and it feels so good and not everybody has that like it's just you know it's just something yeah I I think like with a lot of things like you always want someone to match your, or just at least not make you feel like, like, or make you feel like shit for trying to bring up something you really like, no matter how nerdy or unusual it may be, whatever these stereotypes they're going to place. But, like, for me, like, I have, like, all my roommates here or, like, all my friends here where I go to school, like, we all enjoy Marvel, or at least three of us so we've been seeing like these past two movies together which is like the first time in a while obviously and then but like I'm the only one who really enjoys Star Wars because <laughs> ever since last year I'm all up on them but they don't they don't care um but like I have like this one like one of my best friends her name is Morgan she literally I know that she would like if we ever she wants we want to go to Disney World again I know that I ever like brought her to something like that that she would just match my energy no matter what like she wouldn't like be like oh okay like she'll take my pictures she'll you know film me while I'm doing whatever like you just need that person that even if they don't really understand what exactly it is that you are obsessed that they understand that it means a lot to you or that they understand that you enjoy it and therefore they're not going to take that away from you they'll let you talk about it they'll let you do things like that shit like I get it and that's why yeah. he's your ex-boyfriend because he couldn't even step up to the plate 
and be like, hey, you enjoy this thing, so I'm going to enjoy it as well, even though I don't understand it completely. Exactly. That, that You need people who mask the energy, who make you feel like, like yeah, you, you know, when something happens and you're just like, oh, you know, this is a big deal to me. Well, oftentimes, a lot of people are just like, yeah, it's a big deal to me, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Like, we don't have to do it. It's just like, you, you need that person to be like your to care about your inner person and be like, no, this is important. We're making it happen. We're doing it. We're getting it done. You need that person to, to be there for you. And it's really hard to find it where that person is in it for everything. Like you can get people who are in it for this specific thing. Another person who's in it for this specific thing, but in the end of the day, when you, the more you find those type of people, the more like you feel complete because you know that if something happens in any of one of these categories, you have somebody to go to to feel accepted, you know? And I feel like with everybody on BookTok, no matter if you're on Wattpad, no matter if you're on like Spicy Romance, YA Fantasy, whatever, this community has allowed for us to find. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Bless you. I don't know what was going on over there. I was about Hi. to sneeze. And then I was trying to cough. And then I was trying to sneeze. <laughs> sorry. That was amazing. That was amazing. I'm trying to keep it as silent as possible. <laughs> I will say. Yeah. Sorry. I will say. No, you're good. I was. I was just going to bring up book talk because I think that essentially is what book talk is. At the core of it, it is a place where, you know, people of all ages, especially younger, can go and, you know, have a safe space to obsess and talk about books of any genre with a group of people that they know are also there for books. And like, I was talking about this, or we were all talking about this in a recent like panel I did with other book talkers where that essentially is what drives like book talk, like its popularity or what it is at the core. And like, especially when it comes to authors promoting their books, that's what drives their sales because it's just a bunch of kids or who I, not just kids, but a bunch of people talking about a book they love and then it blowing up somehow and being pushed onto random people's for you pages and then that's that but like at the core of it book talk is that person that will obsess with you over every single thing and won't judge you sometimes they do but we ignore them well, yeah. um, is heavy judgmental <laughs> heavy judgmental on specific specific types, books. but in the core specific books specifically towards romance readers but it's okay yeah. uh, but at the core of it it's supposed to be that safe space so I think that's what all of us really like about it like we find our niches like romance readers or like fantasy or young adult like we all feel safe enough to be like hey I love this book or hey this made me cry like you know what I mean see Calvin we brought it back to books just for Calvin <laughs> I brought it back just for you, Calvin. <laughs> if Calvin's listening, I always say, like, Calvin, if you're listening, send me a text message. I never get a text message, so I don't know if Calvin's actually listening. So I'm calling Calvin out right now. <laughs> he did listen because he sent us a voice memo the last time. That's true. That's true. He sent us he a did. voice memo of Alia, and I <laughs> really listened to it out loud, and I shouldn't have, but yeah. yeah. 
he, I'm, I'm so glad I found him. Like, he's so funny. I literally cannot get over it. His videos kill me. Kill me. Like, he's so funny. But, he, yeah, like, like, um, you end up also finding people who are, like, so out there. And you're just like, where have you been? I needed you. Like, you're the type of person that I need in my life. And Calvin is definitely, like, one of them. Because he's just, like, so out there. And you just, like, he just makes you feel, like, you just want to laugh with him and talk with him. And he's just, like, the vibes are there. The vibes are there. Yeah. No, Calvin's, like, really great. He's precious. Calvin is precious. And I feel like Calvin is definitely a a breath of fresh air to the book dog community. Because before Calvin was on, I don't know about everybody else, but I just felt like the book talk community just felt kind of stale for a while where it was like right before like the smut like reformation I'm gonna call it the smut reformation when like everybody just got into smut but it was kind of like it was like January February March where it was just like uh, it was like right after like a court of silver flames like was going off and stuff and then it just felt kind of like Okay. Like we're just here, yeah, and we're waiting for the and next. And I also think during, time. yeah, and during that time, I think a lot of book talkers were hurting. At least yeah. me and my friends, like content-wise, um, a lot of us were feeling like burnout because I think there was just like a general like algorithm change that a lot of us weren't seeing the same responses that we did like a month or two prior. I know I did, and it was like, it can really get in your head, and yeah. like I think we all kind of felt that way at that time so I don't know what which I think summer came around as when it really picked up again in my opinion like the last couple months um I think you know the whole smut thing whatever of course people love to talk about it and I think it just became like it took a few it took like a group of people or just a group of videos barbarians to just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to it's just show people that to just show people that you know you can read this and we don't like a lot of people are with you but they yeah. won't they may not scream it to the world out here but they'll scream it to their phone so like yeah. and then there's the whole I think people you know found their rhythm again or just like there's a lot of different content now like the for you pay like the uh, like what people like is always changing like lately it's been like tropes like people love trope videos like scenario videos like mm-hmm. it's like always changing and it's just going with that so calvin I'm, was brought the fresh air he was um also the, a video that i have been seeing a lot lately is like um if what would be the last line of the book if this, oh this, this yes yeah. or what would be like the, the how would they say this da, 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 da. and like writing prompt videos i've been seeing a lot of those um, some of those are really good sparking up there's one inspiration. there's one of the like the writing prompt videos of like the last sentence if if like two like enemies got together but then they broke up at the end and it's like the comments make me want to cry sometimes because it's like these beautifully written last sentences where it's like even in the end I knew we weren't meant for each other but the journey there was like something and I I sit there and I'm like fuck my shit damn I did not mean to cry today at 3 a.m because of like I'm even tearing up now thinking about some of the comments I read 
where I was like, damn, like some people are like, some people are hitting it hard. The talent is there. The talent is there. Um, It's always like, it always comes up in like weird waves where you just like start realizing like, whoa, people actually are writers. And then you're just like, well, duh, obviously we got like Wattpad and we have AO3, like it's not empty. Those those apps are not empty. They we got have the queen herself right here exactly. writing a book. How okay? So that kind of transitions into yeah. how did you start out writing on Wattpad and writing your book and stuff? And what how did the idea come to fruition? Um, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure you guys can hear me right because it says my internet is really unstable. So no, you're good. You're good. Okay. Um, basically, Wattpad, I mean, I've always had Wattpad for many years, probably when I was too young. I made that clear. Um, but, and I never re- wrote on it or whatever. Um, and then, like I said, so when I started making TikTok videos last September, or last like fall time, I got really inspired by the response to my videos. A lot of people in my comments, you know, just I was like, okay, what if I take this and I, you know, put it into an idea or a book or something? So I actually started out by making a Wattpad book of like the best Wattpad books to read, where I literally just put Wattpad books and you know, though they used yeah. to have those on there, it would be easier for you to find books. So I started doing that. And then um shortly after that, I was just I remember I was literally just sitting in my living room at school and I was like, I had this idea. I, this was when Enemies to Lovers was also, I mean, Enemies to Lovers is always big. Like, it's never not a thing. Um, and I remember thinking, like, I always got asked for Enemies to Lovers romance. So I was like, you know, what if I just wrote one? So I, the idea literally came out of nowhere. I pictured, like, an aesthetic kind of, of, like, the typical, like, rooting CEO like alpha male kind of and like I took that idea and then I wrote like a description of the book which is still like the same description to this day and then from that description I just started writing so the idea just kind of came from like an aesthetic or feeling I had of like what I wanted this enemies to lovers to be and then I just started writing and the comments were like, are like the readers were like the biggest encouragement. I was literally updating every other day. Like I was pushing out these chapters during school because of how inspired I was. On top of that, like doing TikTok, but TikTok was fun to me. I mean, like it still is, sometimes it's not, but like back, like when I started, it was just all fun. Like it wasn't anything stressful. So from there on, I just, you know, I just, kept writing and um I think I finished it I don't know a few in November I think I'm not sure I forgot but I would say it was definitely a crazy journey um and Wattpad writers do not get enough credit I think when you start writing on there you just realize how much like they don't get credit for like of course you're gonna find a bad egg of stories or a bad story every once in a while that's like not good but most of these stories are really well written and well crafted and like just how much energy and time goes into making a book I feel like not a lot of people realize because you're just reading it like like every little thing that goes into that is like a thought out process for the author and Wattpad writers are putting like their first drafts for thousands millions of people to see and read and as you're posting these updates you're also getting comments and they most sometimes or a lot of times they're mean or just like being like 
they don't like the character or whatever and like as you're writing you're like oh god that's very encouraging but there's also an influx of very nice comments and encouraging and that's what I think a lot of like keeps a lot of Wattpad writers going at least for me but yeah they do not get enough credit they're putting their first work out there to be judged by everyone in the world to get stereotyped and to get you know grouped into a bad stereotype for Wattpad like they do not get enough credit like there are some really talented people on there that are just waiting for their break like I'm telling y'all that's my message for this podcast well Wattpad writers are underrated well you have like Wattpad writers but then you have this also this like this like superiority complex when it comes to AO3 and AO3 Mm. don't even get me started who will bash Wattpad and like totally demean the people on there for like reading it and stuff and I'm like AO3 doesn't even have an app yeah and so here's 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 the thing i think what a lot of people fail to just like consider and being like this most people that are putting these like opinions out on how they prefer ao3 are people who enjoy primarily fan fiction like ao3 is primarily a fan fiction site where you can put specific tags and like fandoms and that's why a lot of people like it like it does have a better tagging system than wattpad it does have a more wide variety of fan fiction than Wattpad at least in my opinion because like there's an easier tagging system to find it but Wattpad is no it's not just fan fiction like almost all the stories I suggest almost like 98% of them are original stories they're original character stories they're not fan fiction fan cast stories and like for people to generalize because like you found some bad fan fictions on Wattpad so like Wattpad's bad even though it's not just fan fiction, like, you can say you don't like the fan fiction on Wattpad, and you prefer AO3, that's totally fine, like, I think if I were to search for fan fiction, I would search for, like, AO3, but Wattpad has, like, great regular original character stories, and I get, I literally filter out AO3 in my comments, because when I first started this account, I was getting so many, like, just demeaning comments and being like, oh my god, people still read Wattpad, or like, why aren't you got, like, AO3 so much better? Like, okay, why are you, why are you saying that on my video about Wattpad books you should read? Then don't read them. <laughs> like, I don't know. What you're yeah, it's yeah. not that hard. And I also feel like Wattpad now is becoming more sophisticated when it comes to, like, because they're publishing books now, like, Wattpad books are getting published. Yeah. And, like, AO3... Like, I'm pretty sure AO3 is, like, a non-profit, like, it's, it's not, like, Wattpad, where Wattpad is a business model, and it's, like, people pay to be on Wattpad, and it's, like, you pay for those, like, better stories, and I always, I always just felt, like, Wattpad, like, yeah, there are those, like, very, like, vile comments you get, but Wattpad just always feels like a more welcoming community, and their interface sometimes does get annoying when you're trying to search for, like, the title of a book and it doesn't show yeah, up anywhere and you're like mm, or you're, you're looking for like a specific name yeah they've said like they have at least like since I've started posting TikToks I've made some friends and I um made some like Wattpad friends or whatever and like they they know these problems you know and they they have plans like I think the biggest one oh gosh I forget what's this one that I like made a video about that I wish that they had 
like I think the biggest thing they need is like a history like tab like so because the amount of books I've lost because you don't add it to your library but when you go to look for it it's not you don't have history so you can't find it or Mm -hmm. the search engine it's no longer like accurate like it shows when you look up a title it won't show you the most voted or rated ones it'll show you just anything with that title if that makes sense like I think they know they have these problems like I think they're aware but like besides the minor stuff like I think it's a pretty like they're an app like obviously they've changed a lot and they get a lot of hate for like doing paid and stuff but like at the same time if I was an author that had a 25 million hit story and I could put that in paid and make some money for my life I would like yeah. you have this large fan base or readers who have read who have plenty of time to read the story as a free book and like you can I know buying books isn't always accessible like as accessible but at least a Wattpad I think it's like five dollars to buy like these co- like so many coins and then you can buy a book with the coins like basically that's how they do it but I think they've got a lot of hate and they still do and I yeah. still defend them sometimes like obviously everyone's entitled to their opinion but I think people overreact like I think it's like at the end of the day there's still like thousands and thousands of free stories on there yeah. that you can read and that's the thing like, is yeah. completely free. that's that's why they have that business model is for those who are wanting to get like the top exclusive like it's a very like Wattpad is a very like open place where you can go and find anything and you can find it for free or if you're willing to pay I guess you could say premium and pay those dollars to get it you can as well if you have those funds but hey I want to read a book and I don't have the money for it you can get on Wattpad and read it for free AO3 if you're looking for fan fiction but like I don't I don't fault you if you read AO3 I don't fault you if you read Wattpad but I just yeah I just I also noticed that when it came to like when we were like reading like the Kylo Ran the Kylo Ran (laughs) Kylo Ran fan fiction because I read it on Wattpad and it was like it's kind of crazy how many like people have read those stories and like your book Falling has 6.2 million views like million like just I know I, I can't even think about that like it's like I don't think like as much as people hate on Wattpad it's still like they have billions of readers like the mass number of people that still use that that are not even on TikTok or on the internet will never go away. Like they'll never use, like lose that target audience. And like, it's, to me, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, because like even like years later, it's still, people are still reading stuff on there that was like put on there back when like I was in high school, you know? And like even before then, because like in high school, <laughs> In high school, I, well, like, my freshman year, I ended up joining WAPAD and, like, deciding that I was going to write something. So then I did, or I started writing something, and I think I got, like, maybe, like, three chapters in, and then I never updated it again because I got busy with, like, you know, the high school things. And, like, um, maybe, like, when I was, like, when like, 2014, I checked it again maybe like three years after and people were actually reading those three chapters and like waiting for like an update and I was just like um okay sorry 
the Wattpad author updates are sometimes the most funniest <laughs> things to read because it'll be like three I months know. without them posting and they're like, hey guys, I just got cured of cancer. Um, I'm Literally. back to posting weekly. And you're like, what? You're like, what? Like, they're insane. But but like on the bad side of that, I've seen some like, it's there's like a big generalization or like a it's so normalized to like dehumanize Wattpad authors like I've seen those videos and like yeah it's funny to be like okay their author's notes are crazy but then I've seen comments on videos of being like I don't care if you were sick I don't care if your mom died like update my book like I know they're probably joking but like it just goes to show like yeah. I like how dehumanized Wattpad authors are until you put a in like most time they don't they don't show their face like I mean it's a very uh, anonymous site where people can write what they want so if, unless there's a face behind it I feel like people just say whatever they want what to whatever they like you know what I mean and like when I see those comments I like personally I wish I knew what book they're referring to so I could like send it to the author and have them block them because I would not want that type of reader reading my book I will personally live without you if you don't care like just to have empathy like you don't you obviously you want an update I get that but not even to have empathy is like girl mm -mm, please literally next like yeah like it's not that serious but like if this was if this if I cared enough about this as the author to update the book I wouldn't just leave it here for free for you guys to read you know I'm doing this mm. because I want to do it I'm not doing it because exactly. you know it's not anything like that it's it's always like something so bad with it and like it often it, like scares a lot of people from wanting to start writing on on Wattpad because because of those because of those fans and things like that and like there's like definitely like plus sides and then like the negatives too and like it's always like insane to me to like books that I read years ago on Wattpad and then like seeing how they're doing now and that people are still loving them or like still hating that on them or something you know and like what you said like it's like they're the author's like first draft basically on there like uh, I, Calvin will probably correct me if I'm wrong but I swear like um, Victoria Aviard was basically giving like tips for authors like she was like doing writing tips during one of her tiktoks mm -hmm. or i think on her instagram she was she on was her tiktok like, yeah she was like oh i started on wattpad like i would write and like i would do i would run first draft ideas on wattpad and like get feedback from them and then that's how you grow as an author like getting feedback and then rewriting and scratching and things like that not saying that she put like red queen on there but like no, yeah. to get to be that, you do need that kind of give and take between like your audience Colleen, and you as an author. Colleen Hoover was also on Wattpad. She started on Wattpad as well. Like I remember I went live on TikTok once and she like joined my live. I low-key cried. And I was talking about my book and she was like, you wrote a book and I was like yeah I, I was like saying how I wrote on Wattpad and she was like you know like Wattpad is great like I started on Wattpad and it just goes to show like there are these authors out there that just you know were nor are normal people who had an idea who wanted to do write it 
you know? And hey, why not put it on an app where you can communicate with a bunch of other people? Um, the good side of it is getting that feedback. The bad side of it is like the world seeing your raw work and your mistakes, you know, and hearing that. But I feel like at the end of the day, it's a great site to, you know, for writers to like start their publishing journey because a lot of writers you're do my book on Wattpad right now (laughs) dude I'm telling you what a lot of writers do is they'll put their book on Wattpad and then you know if you know takes off or you know it gets a lot of readers or they get a fan base or reader base then they self-publish and they have that reader base from Wattpad Mm-hmm. who want to buy this physical book because it's their favorite book and of course they get backlash because it's not free anymore but at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's the author's choice they don't have to buy it blah 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 but a lot of writers do that I have a lot of writer friends on Wattpad who are doing that and you know Wattpad books is like you mentioned they're their own publishing house and they're fairly new I think they started off like a couple years ago um, yeah. and they've already published like 20 plus books that are Wattpad like classics and but if you don't get that opportunity, obviously you have to be approached by them. You can self-publish with this like 20 million reader base. And that'll obviously translate to some sales because you have some people that are going to want to buy this physically. So, and especially I think if you're a writer, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, um, finish and then I'll, I'll go. Oh, I think if you're a writer out there and you're listening and you're worried or if you just want to start writing, start writing on Wattpad. It might be scary. You might not like the comments. Don't read them. Don't look at them. And just, you know, get your work out there. Get your ideas out there. Um, and you'd be surprised how many people will enjoy your work. And if you want to self-publish, I think that's a great place to start, on my opinion. Because you already have some sort of base of people who are going to buy your book and hopefully talk about it. So, yeah. Yeah. So. Um... Uh, I know there is for uh, Stalking Drop the Ripper, Carrie Maniscalco, when she was doing that series, she was, uh, Kate was talking about it. She got her arcs, but she would, uh, Carrie would make a different ending for the final book. So like, if, I guess that's also a way of like, if the readers want to see like the true ending and stuff or like the ending of the book, hey, here's my published book. Thank you everybody for reading. If you are interested in reading this alternate ending, the true ending or something, you can- Yeah, I think um, I think with a lot of like uh, books that like end up getting published um, after being on Wattpad for a while, they are very different from what was first originally put on there. Like yeah. the bone structure is still the same. Maybe like some of like, like the, the meats are still like the oh, yeah. same and like you know but it, it it's still very different from what it was online yeah to what's actually in like a physical book you know and like it just I like Wattpad do I wish I spent more time on it I do I wish I had more time to like like dedicate actually writing on there because like I've the amount of projects that I have started on my wallpad and like just like was like no one's gonna want to read this no one's gonna care um let me just not finish it and that like one thought is like what stops a lot of people from ever pursuing that dream of actually being a writer whether it's through 
um, publishing it on Wattpad or like it self-publishing it or like getting picked up by an actual publisher, you know, it th that thought of like, no one's going to pick up my book stops so many people from like actually getting it done. Like the author of The Love Hypothesis, Allie Hazelwood, I was on like um, a live stream with her and she was talking with another author about like how she is completely blown away by people who actually want to pick up her book and that she didn't think anybody would actually want to read it. And she did like a lot of like, like pre-order campaigns that like she made bookmarks and things like that. And like, she's just like, no one is actually going to want these things. No one's actually gonna care. And then she gets like all of this outpouring love because people actually fall in love with her book and actually are excited. And the book's not even out yet. And I feel like every other video on my For You page is about the love hypothesis. And that I'm just goes to show you, you like the doubt is not is not warranted at all. And like, you may have, like, obviously you're going to have failure. And I think in the writer world, that's the hardest reality. Like, like you're going to have books that people hate and you're going to have books that no one reads, especially in Wattpad, you may get 50 reads. I know I get comments all the time on like how to grow your book, blah, blah, blah. And my biggest thing that I've always been told since I started was write for yourself. Always number one, this is your book, write what you want to read always write what you want to read because at the end of the day it's your work of art and don't go don't try and aid towards your readers just because you want you know views or stuff like write what you're passionate about and eventually someone's going to appreciate that one or a thousand or a million people will appreciate it and yeah so I think that as much as like first successes are amazing the reality is a lot like sad sadder or disappointing like I know Victoria Aviard talks about it a lot I mean she's very honest with how you know her Red Queen book you know was a success and she got like a big check and it, she's successful because of it but she doesn't fail to say you know she had this background to help her you know she had people supporting her financially so she could be this writer and I think like it just a lot goes into it but Yes, I will say on a completely different topic. I'm so excited for the love hypothesis. Like, yes, I cannot wait to read that book, especially <laughs> since it was a Kylo Ren, Arelo fanfic, which I know. Yeah. I she's obsessed with Rilo. It's it's so cute. It's so cute. Like hearing her talk about it, it's so adorable. And she like writes fanfic too like besides this book right like she has a bunch of other stuff and then like they're talking about like writing fanfic about like other books and other like other um franchises and like tv shows and things like that and like it's so funny because like when her her editor was like talking about like okay we're gonna start working on your cover design for the second book and that she has working like coming out um She's like, okay, so we need a picture of who, how you want the guy to be for the cover, right? She sends like, She's the like same Adam Driver. exact. Yes. She sends the same <laughs> picture of Adam Driver and her editor is just like, okay, we need a different one. Um, you sent that one for the first 
book. Now we need one for a different guy. And then she's just like, I don't know what to tell you. That that's that's what I see in my mind. So I can't, I can't, I can't tell you a different one. And I'm just like, like I love I, that. You're amazing. I love that. Yes. I'm so she's excited. So like I just realized how I mean, I just recently saw a video about how it was a Raylo fanfic, and like it all makes sense. Like it all makes sense. Like the it cover photo, sense. it makes sense. And like I'm so excited to read his character because I already can tell what it's gonna be like. I already can tell what he's gonna be like. I'm so and excited like, for this book. It's it looks like, so good. The and way another, I love him. The way okay, another like discourse I've seen a lot is like how like people shame like fan fiction or like fan fiction writers Mm -hmm. they say it's creepy they say it's weird blah 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 stuff but then stuff like this happens like this work of fan fiction has been made into a work of fiction because it always it always was fiction in the first place it was never based off of a real character it was based off of a fan casted fake fictional character and now it's turned into this book that's probably going to be in new york times bestseller because of how like popular it is right now but I'm just like like this is amazing like this is what's so great about writing is just you can start wherever you want and look where you end up it, yeah. it literally can take off from wherever like it's it's just writing it's just you need to practice it you need to just do it doesn't matter what it starts off it can literally be like you know you writing this one scenario about like an interaction on the street you know and like I had this teacher back in high school he was like a substitute teacher for me um one of my advisory teachers she went on like maternity leave so he was like my homeroom teacher for a while and he was an actor and he also wrote scripts and so he was like talking with us one day and doing a creative writing session and then like he basically did this thing like he would give us sentence starters have us writing he's just like just write anything that comes out and like I really enjoyed that I was just like oh I I I can do this I can do this and so he's just like my one advice to you is is carry um, a piece of notebook around with you a pen write on your phone or whatever whenever like the inspiration hits no matter what the scene is write it down don't like just do it and it'll it'll you'll use it or you won't but you wrote it and it it'll go best piece of advice it's so good and it like literally has like carried me through so much and like that mentality, like it may not be always writing like out scenes when I have like my notes, but it's like, I carry that with like any ideas that I come up with. Like I'm always putting it down. I'm always using it. And like that advice has taken me so far. And he was, oh my gosh. I think he was like the reason I actually started writing my book back in high school because he was just like, just do it, write it. And I, at first I was just like, oh, I have this idea. And then he was just like, write it, like do it. Then he ended up leaving, I don't even remember his name, but I ended up writing out like plot lines, characters, world building. I have notebooks filled with it. The best advices or advice I've gotten is stuff like that. 
even if you have no idea what this story is about and you're like whatever wherever you are you you have this scene in your head write it down like write out the scene it could be the middle of the book it could be the end of the book it could be the beginning it could be an exceed like sometimes when you're writing a book you get writer's block and you have no idea how to get from point a to point b so just write point a and point b and figure out the middle later like if you're excited about a scene I've always been told write that scene like if it's like a you know a dance scene or they get together or it's like a big plot and you're excited and it makes you happy to write write it then because you can always go back later and fill in the you know the plot holes and the in-between when you're feeling more inspired but well obviously when you're not inspired you have no idea what to write so just write what you are feeling in that moment yeah no I like oh I was gonna say I have done that before where I'm literally driving I I've like I I I talked with uh amen where i literally wrote a like a 700 word scene in like 15 minutes on a break one time and it was like a smutty sexy scene but i was also while i was writing that right before that i was going to work and i was in the car and i was like i'm thinking of this scene that's gonna happen i'm like fuck what do i do i'm literally driving so i literally pulled up my voice memo on my apple watch and just Mm -hmm. started saying the scene out in like on my voice so like i have like four or five scenes here on my voice memos in my thing because like when it just because i'm like i could think of the scene and i'm gonna forget it forever and it's like write it down so you have it for later like i haven't gone back to listen to those voice memos yet but i have a feeling i will that's how i actually thought that's how i figured out how falling was gonna end i was i remember i was driving somewhere i had and I was stuck like I didn't know how I was going to end this story I started the story for fun I had no idea where the ending was going to be sometimes you never get the ending until the last second and I was driving and then all of a sudden the idea came to me on what like the conflict was going to be and then like the ending like what her backstory is going to be and then like how it was going to relate to the ending and I was like and I literally still have the notes on my phone and like that when I got to where I was going I literally planned out like the next 10 chapters of how it was going to end and I wrote it in within a week because I had randomly thought of how it was going what what her story was going to be and then I just checked off all the boxes and I was like you know it makes sense and that was that yeah because like you like uh, oftentimes as a, as a writer you forget that though the reader is going to be reading this book from chapter one to chapter whatever they're going to be reading this book chronologically as they flip through or scroll through the pages the writer as a writer you do not have to write the book chronologically you can write it however you want you can write it from the middle the beginning this one cute little moment you do not have to write it in order for it to make sense because you can literally cut and paste and do yeah. anything to reorganize the book however you want. And even if you like you end up like writing out a whole scene and then you're just like, you know what, this scene doesn't really go with what I'm going for in this book. Don't delete it. Just cut it from that document, put it somewhere else as like to be used later or something else. And you'll end up using that scene some other way through some other, you know, manner. Like I think that that thought stopped me a lot when Maggie and I were writing because we're 
also writing a book. We haven't gotten back to it in a while, but we we do we will. Um, it's going to be like and, in like three months after I'm done with school. <laughs> we were supposed to do it this it, summer. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. I said I said I was going to write a sequel this summer, and I never did, or I'm I never finished it. So I'm it's it's coming slowly it, but it, surely. You know it it happens, but um. I was having like a really intense like writer's block and like I just did I knew everything that was supposed to happen I saw it I planned it out I'm just like we're gonna have this scene this scene this scene this this and even to the following books because it's a trilogy that we, we planned out three books like, oh. we planned out three books and we're like we're not even done writing we haven't the first even written one. the we're first writing- book yet you know but we know it's going to be three books we have a plan and I could not write a single scene and I tried and I just it would not come out until I read this this book that was sent to me it was like um, a self-published book I feel like it was like a, a first run of it and it literally it had the structure of a good book, but the editing was not there. The plot line, some of the points were just didn't make sense. Some of the description, it the writing was not to where it needed to be. It needed to go through intense editing. And reading that book, my mind, like I forced myself to finish it. My mind was editing this book as I was reading it. And I was just like, this does not make sense. This is what I would do. And I went, I was just like, this should happen. This should, and I wrote out basically how the scene in that book went, how it should have gone. And like, I was like, oh, I could use this. And I saved it. And I'm most likely going to end up using it in the book that we have. And you, the inspiration often comes from like seeing something done and being like, I can do that, but I can do it better. And it may not be better. But it's different but, and you made it yourself, you know? And you did it. Yeah. Just let other people read it, you know? And that that's the hard part too. Cause like when I was writing my first draft, like back in high school, I had everybody read it. I had my boyfriend from high school read it. I had my two English teachers read it and edit it. And my best friends, my volleyball friends who didn't even go to school with me. I had everybody reading it. And when I read it now, I'm just like, this is the trash that I let you people read? Dude, that's how I feel about falling right now. I'm like, I can't believe I wrote that. And that was a year ago. Not even, a, like, that was not even a year ago. Yeah. Okay. You know, but it's a, it's a first draft, you know? We'll, we'll exactly. fix it later. We'll fix it at some point, sometime down the line, you know. And my dad, he ended up, he went to school, he went to USC for English literature and um, for philosophy. And he he actually is a writer, does not pu- publish anything, but he has so many stories written out, handwritten out, of like growing up and telling the stories of like him and his brothers and like his brother passing away and like his whole history and his past and all these things and like he would give it to me and my brother to read and I'm just like why don't you put all of this together and he's just like no no I don't, I don't think so 
And it's that thing of like, he would go through these phases of writing everything out and then falling off and not writing a single word for months, years, and then getting back into it. And it's just kind of that thing that you have to kind of push through of like these waves of not wanting to write, not wanting to do anything. And then you get back into it. And it's kind of depressing when you think about it, because you're just like, damn, I did not create anything. But it's not so much that you have to do it for other people. You're doing it for you. And that's kind of what you have to remember. Like, yeah, you want people to read this, but at the end of the day, you're writing it because you felt like it needed to be written. And the story that you write, no one else is going to be able to write it. We, we might get the same tropes, you know, here and there, but they, it will never be done the way that you can do it, you know? So take that wherever you will, all right? Yeah. Great advice. Well, I think that's a perfect conclusion wrap up of kind of our whole podcast episode <laughs> i don't know how to end this um this, we've been going like for a, whole, a while now it's al- it. it's almost 10 p.m where jenna is at so i'm like i'm like looking at the time i'm like oh she's probably tired right now <laughs> i'm working like an hour so um yeah, yeah i have a desk receptionist job in a residence hall so <laughs> i gotta go to that but um thank you jenna for coming on to the podcast we had such a good talk. We talked about so many things, like Star Wars. Thank you for inviting things. me. We haven't talked about Thank Star Wars, for... I think, yes. yet on the podcast, really. We haven't. This was like a good. This is a good moment to bring it up. This was honestly so fun to do. We've been wanting to have you on for quite a while. We say that for everybody, but it's literally because every time we think about our podcast and we think about guests, we're just like we gotta have this person and this person and this person and we're just like we can't record that many episodes at the time and so like we plan months ahead we plan months ahead so having you on has been awesome and we've been looking forward to it for so long um and we thank you for taking time out of your night to record with us (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. This is very fun. I think I always say it's so fun to meet people who are just like you all over the world or all over the country. So this is really fun. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank yeah. you to all of our listeners, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, our German listeners. We have quite a bit of German listeners on here. So shout oh, out to hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Um, and then Australia as well. German and, German and Australia is like popping in that section so like hey guys um but all of jenna's links will be linked down in our youtube bio so you can definitely check jenna out on tiktok bookstagram everywhere go read her book (laughs) um but yeah so we'll see you next week we have ofa is gonna be our podcast guest for next week we're so excited so thank you everybody and we'll see you next week bye bye you guys